Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Triple B-L-A-C-K. I'm back in the building. Three black hearses. It's murder. Anyways, man, a no cupcake zone is back, man. Hey, I'm doing the Southwest Florida uh, high school football preview again. This time we go into Lee County. Folk Myers, Folk Misery, Cape Coral, Lehigh. I'm in your chest. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Man, we got Adam Regan, man, from the News Press on the line, man. We're going to be talking about some football, man. Make sure you guys go to my uh, page on Facebook and like it. And also go to my YouTube page um, and like No Cupcake Zone Podcast, man. Holla at your boy, man. We'll back. It's your boy, Triple B-L-A-C-K, back in the building. We got Adam Regan. From the we can't say Naples Daily News. Is it just da- uh, Daily News now? Yep, that's that's correct. Okay, so we took over. It's not the news press anymore, man. But anyway, oh, round of applause. The- <laughs> What's going on, Adam? Not much, man. Just. Hanging out, talking to you, eager to discuss some Lee County football with you. Okay, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, we had the Adam Fisher on last night. Man, we're going to see who's the best of the Adams. Hey. There's, there's, there's no question. There's no question there. There's no question? I, you're, ta- you're, you're, you're talking to the best one right now. Okay, we're we're talking about okay. You know what, man? I've de- I've been known to take a lot of shots over at the other county. You know, what I mean? and one of the things that I feel I don't feel we get enough respect over in Collier County. And you know the reason I feel that because it seems like every time Collier County teams go over to Lee County, we give you guys that work. Uh- you are absolutely correct about that. I mean, and the only real scoreboard that matters between Collier and Lee County is that three to nothing score with three state championships going to Collier and no state championships going to Lee County. So as far as I'm concerned, the rivalry ends there. Oh, hey, I didn't I didn't say that Lee County. So you guys can't get mad at me, man. You know what I'm saying? It's my last year, man. Um, I address this on um with adam it was a small school thing you guys had a uh, a small school that actually had a big roster and they came down to call your county and got that work (laughs) 
you're, you're talking about fir, fir, First Baptist and ECS, right? I'm assuming. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know that it was it was it was funny about that uh, ECS. I'm sure you and Fisher talked about getting R.J. Rosales from Immokalee, and then you got Terry Lindsay from Bishop Barrow, Greg Thomas from Dunbar. They've just built this huge roster, kind of like a dream team of sorts, and they had these expectations. Uh, I think, actually, the expectations came from those outside the program. I think Ernest Graham, the coach there, had some realistic expectations. But everybody was saying they're going to go to state and everything like that, and we see First Baptist on the schedule had a really young team right out the gate. Uh, obviously, Rich Million, we hadn't yet heard of him yet. And uh, they definitely gave ECS the business. And ECS, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Uh, you had R.J. Rosales transfer back to Immokalee to go graduate there. I mean, that was a you know nice, nice seeing you there, man. And uh, ECS, I went to their practice yesterday, actually, and it's a brand-new team for Ernest Graham. Um, obviously, they, I think they're embracing being the underdogs a little more than being the uh, favorites to come out of Southwest Florida and with the best chance to win a state championship last year, and that kind of went fell by the wayside. Okay, man. Hey, but Lee County, man, there's some hope. Hey, you know what? You know, uh, Coach Kramer retired, and he ran off with two state championships. Ran off on the floor twice. Not once. Ran uh, yeah. off on the floor twice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Bill, you know, there's, you know, Bill Kramer, um, I've dealt with him the last couple of years. Great guy, a legend. You know, you brought up the two state championships. I mean, what has he won? Like 50 playoff games or something like that. He's in all these different Hall of Fames. And yeah, I, I know for a fact some of the, you know, some of the coaches in Lee County are pretty excited that he retired. Maybe that'd give him a chance. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say it. Hey, 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 listen. Anyways, enough about that. I know a lot of people probably tuned out, but, uh, what is the state of football in, Lee County. We know what the state of football is nationally, man. Talk about it, man. What have you learned this off season, this unprecedented off season? Well, what I learned about uh, Lee County, the public schools, um, they are working with an abundance of caution. Uh, from when summer workouts started in in June to right now to postponing practice to August thirty first. And then the first games happening the 17th and 18th, they are really, really following the science here when it comes to the coronavirus pandemic. David LaRosa, the, basically the Lee County AD, is, you know, very in tune with the risks that are, and the risks that are at hand. And they're really, really working hard with the district to make sure that the athletes and the coaches are safe. And I think that they're doing a very good job of observing What's going on around the state? You know, different, you know, they're keeping in constant communication with Collier County, with Hendry County, with Charlotte County, Sarasota County. They are definitely doing their best to make sure that everybody stays safe. Yeah, um, I'm I'm so confused on what's going on. Um, Can you just tell us what are the I guess what are the difference between the Lee County uh, football season or sports season versus the Collier County, or is it a uniform thing that they're doing? I would say that they're unofficially walking in lockstep with each other. Collier County Public Schools and the School District of Lee County are working very, very closely. In Lee County, uh, it was announced that they would play only district-only competition with some exceptions. Like you have the Fort Myers-Charlotte High rivalry. I, I believe Lehigh is going to play Naples. So really only travel that's going to happen from Lee County is either north to Charlotte County or a, li- a little East Bell or down to Collier County. Okay. All right. Hey, um, one thing I'll address this early in, you know, you guys have an abundance of school abundance of talent um and i've heard this complaint um you know from coaches from from parents from from different you know different people uh is there a recruitment or a transfer problem in lee county 
I believe that there was a transfer problem in Lee County. Uh, obviously, we all know Star, the, where the transfer epidemic started. It started over in South Florida, and it's really made its way throughout the state. I think Lee County, you had a situation where it was the wild, wild west in terms of transfers to public schools. Kids would just transfer all over the place. But I think that that, has kind of stopped since David LaRosa has become the Lee County AD. Uh, he signs off on all transfer requests, and I think that transfer requests for athletic purposes are frowned upon. So I don't think kids are moving as freely from public school to public school. Now, when you have kids going to the private schools, you, you know you can't do anything to stop that. So there might still be a transfer epidemic to the private schools, but I think... Mr. LaRosa has kind of cracked down on the transfer between public schools in Lee County. Yeah. You know what? I, one of the things is, is you guys have a abundant of talent. I mean, there's so much talent in Lee County. I lived there for about, you know, four or five years and, you know, with the high school, like Dunbar, for instance, you'll have like four or five players on Dunbar that each one of them would be the best player on any team, probably across country. Um, it's so. It seems like it's so easy to build paper paper champions uh, in that county. Do you do you believe that? Yeah, I, since I moved to Lee County in uh, 2015, you know, really the knock I heard on Lee County was. So much individual talent, but they can't put it all together as a team. Um, also, we, we have 15 public high schools now in Lee County, too. So all of that talent is spread out across the county. It's not like it once was when, say, Fort Myers High School in the early 90s was a top 25 team nationally. And the only thing that they really had a problem was with running was running into St. Thomas Aquinas in the playoffs. I mean, they should probably have two state titles if not for St. Thomas Aquinas. But right now, you know, the talent is just definitely spread very thin across the County. You have teams like Dunbar and Lehigh who get knocked on for having all this talent, but not doing anything with it. But I think it's a matter of using that talent and having them play a role on their teams. And I think it really comes down to the coaching. And I think the coaches are, the coaches, even though they have all this talent, they're very challenged to put together a team rather than just a collection of individual D one prospects. Yeah. I always felt like, uh, you know, I'll take a couple shots, but, uh, there's always a Lee County bout, uh, bias when it came, uh, to the big 15, but it looks like, Collier County is is getting up there, man. But man, just talk about the the Big Fifteen and some of the the talent that's on the Big Fifteen. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Big Fifteen. The Big Fifteen is actually my creation. I mean, it started when I got here. We wanted to outline the top fifteen recruits in Southwest Florida, Lee and Collier County. And you're right. I mean, I think because there's the the population is more centered in Lee County. Yeah, you're going to have more talented players in Lee County than Collier County, but you're right. I mean, there have been some years where Collier County has dominated the top of the Big 15. So I don't really agree with, with some people that say that there's a Lee County bias, but if there's more Lee County players in the Big 15 than Collier County players in a certain year, it's because it's because they earned it. And this, this year they definitely earned it. I mean – Lehigh basically earned it on their own this year. Yeah. I mean, you this was your creation. Like, tell the truth. Um, I'm sure you've got some emails. You got some Twitter of some people that are not so happy with the Big 15. In particular, like, for instance, the bet, the number one player in on the Big 15. And actually, he's the number one running back recruit. Uh, I guess at his age in the nation, do you get some type of, uh, I guess, pushback and flack for people that are not necessarily highly recruited, but highly talented. That's just because they don't have all the offers. They're not on there. Absolutely. 
I mean, I've dealt with it since since it started. What we wanted to do was create a list of the top 15 recruits based on scholarship offers from Power 5 programs and everything like that. And as you know very well, the best players always always aren't the D1 blue-chip prospects. I mean, we do all-area teams at the end of every season, and we've been doing that for years. Those are the players that perform the best on the field. Some of them are in the Big 15, and some of the, the first-team all-area players weren't even considered for the Big 15. The Big 15, it's not about who the best players are. It's about who the best recruits are according to scholarship offers. Yeah. You do a lot of research out there, man. Um, can you name like two or three players that you feel that recruiters have completely missed the mark on? Oof. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. I can do that. There's a kid, there's a running back at Fort Myers High, Amari Harvin, who is one of the better running backs I've seen in a while. And I'm not sure what kind of scholarship offers he has, but I don't think it's anything big. We didn't even we didn't even talk about him for the Big 15, and he is one of the best players. I mean, in this area, and Fort Myers has a lot of those guys. They have a lot of guys that are very talented, but they don't have those scholarship offers. You know, the Big 15 is made up of Dunbar and Lehigh guys, and a, a perfect example from Fort Myers High last year. I mean, he graduated. He's at Toledo now playing. We had uh, wide receiver, defensive back, John Calais. I thought he was the best player in Lee County last year. but And he was a first-team all-area selection, but he didn't even sniff the Big 15 last year. Wow. Do you, do you think um, a lot of the – I mean, recruiting – does coaching matter when it comes to recruiting? Does it, does it really matter? For the blue chip guys, I don't yes. think so. Um, I think those guys are going to get their scholarship offers, and it's very, very easy for high school coaches to interact with those guys. But I think for the one, you know, getting guys to one AA programs, very good Division two programs, I think that that requires an incredible amount of work from the high school coaches. And in Lee County, uh, I'm not knocking the county by any stretch because those coaches are great as well, but we have some of the best coaches in terms of getting kids who are talented, want to play ball at the next level, want to get an education, getting them to one AA programs, getting them to very good Division II schools. Get, I mean, we had a whole bunch of guys from Lee County end up at you know, Division Three powerhouse Mount Union. I mean, these coaches are doing an incredible job to get their kids film out there. I mean, they spend hours upon hours talking to these coaches. And it's just amazing. I mean, and, you know, they're very underpaid, as everybody will tell you. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, man. Um, shout out to uh, James Chan- uh, Chaney. He's on my uh, Facebook page. But it's tremendous, the uh, exposure that uh, the Lehigh guys get. I mean, it's amazing to me um, how much recruitment or no, just looks that they get on a national stage. You know, you got Richard Young. Um, talk about him, man. Have have we seen anything like him before? I, I think you may have. Um, I think, from what I am told. The last, the last guy to get this kind of hype was Noel Devine at North Fort Myers. I mean, Noel Devine, he played at North Fort Myers when YouTube was first starting, and his videos were all over YouTube, and the highlight videos were crazy. And he went on to have a great career at West Virginia. But Richard Young is a guy that I heard about before he even got to high school. Um, I, you know, I had been talking to uh, Andrew Layton, head coach of Canterbury, and also – you know, he knows all the talent around this area. He told me about Richard Young. I went to a combine, which was Deion Sanders' combine. I was there. Uh, at Bishop Burrow. Uh, were you? Okay. Yeah, he so ran a 4.6. Four, four, six, four, six, as, as a 14-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, the, he, the kid's built like a, you know, a Mack truck already. He didn't start lifting weights seriously until he got to high school. And, I mean, this, the sky is the limit with this kid. Uh, 
he rushed for close to a thousand yards last year as a freshman. Um, hit, hit one of his first touches against Booker T. Washington last year was a house call on a kickoff return. I mean, this kid is legit. He's going to have all the offers from every single Power Five school by the time it's said and done. Uh, he's got a good head on his shoulder. He's very humble. Um, he told me the other day that you know what he's looking for in a college is he's going to look very, very closely at a team's offensive line and their blocking scheme. He wants his offensive line to be top-notch. He wants to work with them. He's doing the same thing at Lehigh. I think that for the next couple of years, I mean, he's going to fall, he's going to end up on the national stage big time. I think we're going to be talking about him the same way that we talked about Noel Devine, you know, yeah. what, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, the key difference between him, I think, and Divine, he has like his measurables are off the charts. He's six foot, um, one eighty. You know, by the time he graduates, he might be in the two ten. Um, I mean, that's the reason I asked: Have we ever seen someone that size and speed? I said, I think he, they say it in the hundred. In his age group, he might be the fastest in the nation. Um, who does he remind you of? Uh, I can tell you he reminds me of Adrian Peterson when he was in high school or, you know, at Oklahoma. Who do you he reminds you of? Uh, Adrian Peterson is a very, very good comp. I think uh, hopefully he has, uh, you know, better luck early in his career with injuries. Adrian Peterson, uh, when he was at Oklahoma, had a couple injuries and stuff like that, but came back to have a great pro career. Um from what I've heard, though, and Richard probably might not want to hear this, his family might not want to hear it, I've heard he has a better future as a defender at the next level. Uh, as I've heard a that safety line, linebacker comp, I, I don't know if there's going to be a school that's going to tell Richard Young, the number one running back in his class, that they want him to play linebacker or safety in college, but from everything I've heard about Richard Young, is his future might be on defense. Um, I could be wrong. But, you know, uh, anything is possible with this kid. Yeah. There's two players that uh, were really off my radar, uh, but there's I've never seen him play in person. One of them is uh, the guy named McKnight. I think he's like the fourth ranked safety in the country in that in Sean Russ. I guess what what makes them special? Well, Jadarius McKnight, he's up at FSU now, so. Uh, he he oh. had he had graduated, but but Sean Russ is the number one cornerback ranked in the sophomore class this year, and this kid is dynamic. The first I I had heard of Richard Young, and I was looking forward to see Richard Young play Dunbar last year, and everybody loves the Soul Bowl. That's one of my favorite rivalry games every single year, and Richard Young he was getting stopped all over the place in one of his first in one of his first games. And the game ends up eight nothing, Dunbar. The kid that scored the the game winner was on a pick six to win that game, and it was Sean Russ. And this kid, once once he made that play, I mean, he was off to the races. He made a couple good moves on guys and was gone. And I was like, who is this kid? Yeah, and you know what's crazy. When he, <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean. I've I've heard about him ever since. I mean, he's a Gator commit now. He's actually an incredible basketball player too. I mean, this kid. When I talk about the sky's the limit for Richard Young, Sean Russ is in that category too. I mean, I'm not sure that Lee County has had two talents in the same class like this. We've yeah. had a couple of great players, but I mean, these guys are the number one ranked at their position in the class of 2023. That's crazy, man. Uh, I, you know what's crazy during youth, youth football? I went out and watched some youth football, but this is before they got into high school. I've heard like very heated debates between those two, who was better. So I guess you know what uh, it's. I guess they 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 do have the juice. <laughs> they definitely do, and and I would definitely say Sean Russ won round one between him and Richard. So uh, I'll be interesting to see how round two goes. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about too, man, I talked about coach Kramer, you know, maybe at nauseum um, on my podcast with, uh, with uh, Adam. 
talk about the coaching legends, uh, the Serianis, because uh, I don't really think um, people can quantify how great they've been at their positions. Talk about them. Well, I, it's something you you probably won't ever see again. I, there's been a hundred years of Fort Myers high school football and the Sirianis have been around for 60 of them. And they're the last, last two head coaches. Uh, the last time that Fort Myers high school saw anyone other than a Sirianni as head coach was, you know, in the late fifties. So, I mean, it is definitely a dynasty. Uh, Sam Sirianni senior, uh, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about Sam Sirianni senior. Um, he was all about the kids. And once he, once he and his wife moved to Fort Myers and set foot on, Fort, uh, on, uh, on campus at Fort Myers high school, they were never leaving. Uh, and he, and he never did. Um, he was, you know, he died of cancer, uh, a while ago, but I mean, he was at Lee Memorial high hospital. He had a, he had a room on a, on a floor at Lee Memorial High School where he could where he could look down on the practice field at Fort Myers High. I mean, he was there until the very end of his life, and his son Sam Sirianni Jr. has done a tremendous job since he took over. Um, they're trying to get over the hump, trying to get back to a state semifinal as his father did back in the early '90s. But uh, you know, it's it's tough when you have to go through Naples High and then have to go through those Miami schools. So. Uh, they're, they continue to work over there. Um, they're the only coaches in Lee County other than Ron Hoover at North Fort Myers who have won 100 games in their career. Now, there's only three coaches that have won 100 games in their career in Lee County, and the Sirianis are two of them. Yeah, man. Um, I had uh, the experience of playing against Fort Myers my senior year. The, I've never met Sam Sirianni, um, but all I can remember – um, the way that their team was ran was precision. Like I know what coach Kramer, he's very meticulous, very detailed. You know, he, he's all the way down to the pregame meal. Um, what's your experience with, uh, Sam Sariani jr. Uh, what makes him a cut above the rest of the coaches? Uh, it, it's like Bill Kramer attention to detail. Every one, of, every one of Sam Sirianni's coaches on his staff has a, has a role to play, and most of them have been there for a very long time. And they know their roles just like Bill Kramer's assistants did, and they pay great attention to detail down to the pregame meal, down to the way they walk out on the field. Everything is so precise. And they run on offense. They run, run this wing tee. And it has to be run by the quarterback, by the offensive lineman. Everything has to be done very, very precisely, and they do it very, very well. And a lot of kids on that team, I mean, they might not be the most talented players, but when those 11 guys on the field work together in sync, some of these kids, they look like, you know, all-county players, and, you know, they're not the most talented on the field, but they definitely accomplish big things on the field. Yeah, man. Um, there's a couple schools that that have an abundance of riches when it comes to physical talent, like Dunbar. For you know, I've watched them, you know, quite a bit. I mean, it it looks like they're well coached. Um, it looks like they they have all the athletes. Um, you know what? could you say have been missing, I guess, in their program um, for them to make that state run? Because they, it looks like they have all the boxes, but they've not been able to put it together. Uh, what are your assessment on that program? On Dunbar, I will say that Coach Sammy Brown is the man for the job. Uh, he's doing a great job there. They, they win they win a good amount of games every single year. It just seems like in the big games, they make a crucial mistake and you say what you want about coaching or whatever, you know, maybe that does come down to coaching in the big moments, but it's, they're not far away from, from being a program to be reckoned with. It's just a matter of in crucial situations, making mistakes. And 
I also think, you know, you, at the skill positions, yeah, they have had a lot of talent. I mean, they've had some great D1 players come through there, but they've never had the quarterback to really put it all together. Usually you'll see they'll put one of their best athletes at quarterback because that's really their only option. Like uh, I'll, I'll throw out Seneca Millage, uh, you know, one of the fastest kids Lee County has ever seen, a great cornerback, a great running back. Out of necessity, they had to put him at quarterback, and, you know, that took a toll on his body, and he and he made great plays, but he wore down towards the end of the season. I, I, if they could get a quarterback in there who can manage that team, I think that that would really give them the inside track to being one of the top teams in Lee County. Yeah, I think, you know, Lehigh, you know, they've had an abundance of riches. They have good coaching. You know, um, they have all the boxes, too. What's your assessment on them? Well, Lehigh was a team going into last year that hadn't won a district title in 24 years. And it's not and it wasn't because they didn't have any talent. I mean, they had one of the best running backs in Lee County for four years and Chris Curry. He's at LSU now. He's going to be high up on that depth chart, and they were not able to sniff a district championship. But last year, they I feel like they gelled together as a team. They played some tough competition, and James Chaney always schedules tough competition. And he gets a lot of criticism for that, for scheduling Miami Booker T. Washington, for ske- for scheduling Charlotte. and Naples. Taking some, taking some, <laughs> yeah, scheduling Naples. He, James Cheney, he's he's not afraid, but all of that ends up paying off in the end, and it paid off last year. They won a district title. They, I mean, they experienced that. Now they have a good nucleus of guys back, and that's in, that includes Amarion Cooper, four-star cornerback who's headed to FSU. You've got my, who I think is the best player in the county right now. No disrespect to Richard Young, but I think the best player in the county right now. Is middle linebacker Jake Cheney, James Cheney's son. He's headed to Wisconsin. He was uh, one of our Defensive Player of the Year finalists last year. The kid is an animal. You won't see any better film uh, out there. He's a great player. And then you've got Tavares Dawson, who's one of the most dynamic playmakers in Lee County. He's the other cornerback, and he's a wide receiver. He's headed to Auburn. I think that they can put it all together this year. I know they play a tough schedule. But I think, you know, with every team making the playoffs this year and them reclassifying, I think Lehigh has an opportunity to win a playoff game this year. Yeah, man. Hey, good luck to them, man. Hey, the other team that I thought, you know, surprised a lot of people, and um, shout out to uh, Andrew Layton. He had a podcast with his uh, coach, uh, Rich Rod, from um, Cypress Lake, man. Um you know, they were, you know, I guess annual swell, uh, seller dwellers. <laughs> just tell me, what did you see? What, what switch happened where they started just winning games? Well, Richie, Richie road is a former assistant under Sam Sirianni, longtime assistant. He's a Cypress Lake graduate and, he was the right man for the job. He was all about the process and kids staying the course. He didn't, he didn't have any kids transfer out of his program through his first four years. They were building something, and they were also blessed to have a three-year starting quarterback back last year and C.J. Shedd, who was, one of, who was our Offensive Player of the Year finalist. They beat Fort Myers for the first time in 14 years, stopped them cold on the goal line, to celebrate that rivalry win there. And they really just kept it rolling throughout the season. They, they played in a district that that really wasn't that good. They had some challengers, but they were clearly the best team in their district. They won a district championship for the first time in, you know, a quarter of a decade. Richie Road, I mean, he knows what he's doing. And I know CJ Shedd graduated. Uh, he's at Mountain Union now. But they've got some players. Uh, Michael Lennett Jr. is one of the most underrated players in Lee County. He, he rushed for 1,000 yards last year. He's back for his senior year. You have a talented playmaker in Kyrie Savoy. They, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with again this year. I think a lot of people might think that they have peaked last year. I disagree. Yeah. 
So, um, what have you heard from North Fort Myers, uh, Mariner, and Cape Coral? You know, it, we don't have enough time to go through a detailed analysis for all of them. But, you know, talk about what you've heard about the other schools uh, emerging in public schools. Well, in the, in the West Zone, it's all about North Fort Myers right now. Uh, Dwayne Mack has got that program cooking with gas. Uh, last year, you know, they were a primarily running team. Uh, they beat the teams they needed to. They got to the playoffs. Uh, they dropped the rivalry game with, uh, with Fort Myers during the regular season, then dropped, then got booted out of the playoffs by Fort Myers. Uh, Fort Myers is a little, is a little bit of their kryptonite, but in the West Zone, there's no team better than North Fort Myers. Uh, they'll again be a, an, another great team. But, I mean, they're going to have to deal with the loss of their quarterback and Parker, Parker Odell to graduation. We'll see what they come up with at quarterback. But that offense is always ready to go. They've got these big offensive linemen that just maul you up front. So I definitely think that they're the class of the West Zone. I think in the rest of the Cape, uh, you've got a couple new coaches at Island Coast and Mariner. Mar- Mariner is one of those teams, though, they're going to make you earn a victory over them. And if you're if you're caught sleeping, they're going to sm- they're going to punch you in the mouth in the mouth, no matter who they have on their team. Cape Coral, they're looking to rebound from a rough season. So, a team though to be on the lookout for in that West Zone is Ida Baker. Uh, Chuck Bossett came over. He won uh, from Texas. He won a private school state championship over there. He came over last year and just turned this team around. They went five and five last year. And they're on the rise. So I would definitely look out for Ida Baker. And over the last decade or so, you really don't hear that much. So you mean to tell me Ida Baker is a win? I mean, it's a not an automatic win when you, you, you know, because I, when I, when I, I used to take shots at uh, Ida Baker and I call them, uh, what's the other team? Island Toast. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, did, have they ever won a game? What's the other one? It's Lee, East Lee County. And I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm just taking a little shots. I'm sure they, you know, they got good players and they got good coaches and well, stuff like that. But, um, well, Island, go ahead. Island, Island Coast, Island Coast back in the early part of last decade, they were no joke. Uh, they were under Joe Bowen. They were they were one of the best teams in Lee County, but they've fallen on hard times since then. They're on. I think they're on their fourth coach in five years. So we'll see what they can do this year. But Ida Baker, yeah, you can't you can't put a you can't put a W next to Ida Baker in permanent marker. That that would be a mistake for any team this year. Wow. Hey, I'm surprised. But you're the Lee County ex- experts. You know, um, you know, let's uh, let's talk about the small schools. Well, let's just talk about the one small school. It seems like, well, actually, we have some other small schools, but it seems like it's Bishop Vero and everybody else. And they made it very far in the play. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Playoffs. And they were missing, you know, what, who they were missing. They were missing um, Terry Lindsey uh, Jr. Um, mm-hmm. I think they were also yep. missing um, Jalen Brown Brown or something like that. Uh, a couple J- other Jaden receivers. Brown, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, on paper, they were missing a lot of talent, but... They gave everybody that work last year. Man, is it coaching what happened? Or is, is Jacob, was Jacob Azizi that dynamic? Oh, well, it all starts with the no-name defense. I mean, that's, one of the, that's the best defense I've seen in Lee County since I've gotten here. Um, John, John Waring, who is now the head coach, he was the defensive, co- uh, defensive coordinator last year. He put together 
a group of kids that just they didn't care they didn't care about scholarship offers they didn't care about personal stats they just cared about hitting you in the mouth stopping you behind the line of scrimmage and it happened over and over and over again and the offense uh the offense had a little help from probably the most dangerous player in Lee County, and that's Malik Curtis, uh, wide receiver yeah. there. Um, he he changed that team. He, he transferred from Southport Myers and changed that offense. Uh, you brought up Jacob Azizi. He's a, an emerging quarterback, but, I mean, he had a great season. But towards the end, Nick Perez came in at quarterback and gave them that extra added dimension of the run and really turned that offense into a finely tuned machine. They got to a regional final for the second straight year and ran into Clearwater Central Catholic in, a, in an overtime game. Yeah, I mean, it's Bishop Bur- I mean, In terms of the private schools, it's Bishop Burrow and everybody else. And right now, I, and a lot of people disagree with me, I mean, Bishop Burrow is one of the top one or two teams in the county. Man, they were missing three like D1 players and they still made imagine if they would have had those guys you know you know they say that if was a fifth we all be drunk but dang man <laughs> but they but but they reloaded this year yeah with Malik Curtis I, I heard he's uh committed to Miami right yep he uh he's going to be a cane yeah that's 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 what's up, man. Um, you know, speaking of small, small schools, uh, what have you heard out of ECS this year? Uh, I mean, you gave us a, a brief thing, but uh, athlete wise, I mean, is there any notable uh, people that we should look out for? Uh, I, I uh, a name you might recognize, uh, young man, freshman by the name of Miles Graham. And he's Ernest Graham's son. Um, he'll be the starting quarterback at least for the beginning of the season um, until their junior quarterback recovers from injury. But he was their leading tackler last year. He's going to play a linebacker, safety kind of role. I mean, the kid's a beast. Uh, he's, I, I got a chance to talk to him yesterday, and he's pretty focused on on ch- changing elite, uh, East an evangelical Christian defense that was not that good last year. They gave up a ton of points and they it left a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Well, he, the, the that guy has, uh, you know, great genes, you know, between Ernest and Brandon Graham and, you know, other family members, but I'm sure he's, he's probably got all the measurables, all the speed and all that type of stuff. I'm excited about, watching him um one of the biggest stories last year and you know with this corona epidemic um i guess didn't get a lot of light and this is this guy is one of my good friends you know i think he's a tremendous guy was drew layton and you know it was a big surprise to me when he got the job you know somebody believed than him and they won you know i guess their version of the state championship man talk about how surprising or how remarkable that was well i wasn't surprised that they won an ssac ssac championship uh, they had been to the game two times prior and you know couldn't get over the hump but i mean andrew layton um they hired, they hired him and he's truly a success story. Uh, you know, having played at Astero and going through everything that he, he went through after graduating from Astero and coming back. And he's a guy like a lot of Lee County coaches who he's all about the kids. Um, he want he wants to give these kids the best possible, possible opportunity to succeed. And he's doing that at Canterbury and he has a great coaching staff there too. Um, Canterbury, you know, they're, they're team definitely to look out for in the Sunshine State Athletic Conference. And I'm interested to see at some point if they switch back to FHSAA and, and jump into the district with all those private schools at some point. 
Okay. Um, you know, we had a rundown, and, and, and again, there's like 15 schools. Who's off the radar that we need to be talking about? Well, I mean, you brought up Sam Sirianni. I mean, are, are we not going to talk about Fort Myers High School? Is that is that? Are we, are no, we gonna we, that? we're going to talk about them. We can talk about them right now. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, of course, of course, Fort Myers High School not off the radar. I was just, I was just giving you giving you the business because I mean, all we talked about with the Syrianis, we didn't talk about the talent that Fort Myers High School has this year. I mean. I mean, and when I said Bishop Burrow was either the the best or the second best team in Lee County, I would put Fort Myers in my preseason rankings. I would put Fort Myers at number one, Bishop Burrow at number two, and that's because of of uh, Coach Sirianni and what he's done. But they've got some talented players. I already brought up Zamari Harvin, running back, but you've got you've got a cornerback in Greg Delane, who is probably I, I would say probably the third best corner in Lee County behind behind Sean Russ and Amari and Cooper at, at Lehigh. I mean, he's a dynamic shutdown corner. And then you have Greg Denard, one of the better middle linebackers in the county. They're, they're going to be the best team in the county or the second best team in the county when it's all said and done. So that's yeah. my spiel on Fort Myers High. That's, that's what – I mean, me and Adam – we addressed this a little bit, you know, coronavirus. Dang you, Corona. You, you know, you need to get out of here, she man. Belongs to the streets. Corona, you belong to the streets. She belongs to the streets. We need to get rid of you. <laughs> you know what? Get out of here, man. Hey, you know what? Get in the fire squad. Oh, go somewhere, Corona. Please. <laughs> you have messed up a lot of people's lives, man. Let me Corona. Um, one of the sad things is there's, you know how like some seniors just emerge and, you know, they start in spring, you know, they could have a, a, a month, you know, family issues, why they didn't play football, grade issues, and they finally get their opportunity for this, you know, the, the last year. Do you think there's going to be a lot of players that get overlooked because of this unprecedented times? Absolutely. Um, hopefully we're able to have a full season and some of these kids are going to be able to showcase their talent. It's funny, as you were asking me that question, the first guy that popped into my mind was a guy like Nathan Caster uh, at South Fort Myers running back. You know, under the radar, um, he's he last year he set South Fort Myers single game rushing yard record, and he was the guy that I thought was going to come in this year and he was going to make a name for himself. He, you know, colleges were going to know who he was, and I really hope that happens. He didn't have the the spring football opportunity. Spring is when the college coaches they come down seventy five. They go to all the schools. I thought Nathan Castor was going to be a guy that got noticed and he was robbed of that in the spring. And now he has this opportunity in front of him now. And we'll see, we'll see what comes for guys like him, but I really, really hope that we can have a season. So guys like him can show what they're worth. Hey, I'm sure, you know, you probably keep in contact with coaches, recruiters and things like that. Uh, Give a little piece of advice to, you know, maybe a high school um, player right now that has aspirations but haven't really uh, made their splash yet. What do they need to be doing to get noticed? I don't know if they want my advice, but I asked a lot of players when we were doing our Big 15 interviews. Um, I asked a lot of the players, I said, Hey, what advice would you give to? Uh, the youth of Lee County and Collier County for that, for that matter, who want to be in the position you are right now with all these D1 scholarship offers. And the guy that gave me the best answer, hands down, was Jake Cheney. With no surprise with his father, with James Cheney being, you know, a recruiting guru himself. But Jake Cheney told me that 
he never strove for scholarship offers or anything like that. The only thing he wanted to do was to help his team, number one, play his role and be the best linebacker in the country. He didn't care. He didn't care if, you know, Nebraska was going to offer him or UCLA was going to offer him. He wanted to be known as the best linebacker in the country. And he was going to put in the work in the weight room and watching film to make sure he was the best linebacker in the country. And he was helping his team. He didn't care about anything else. He could graduate from Lehigh and, you know, not have a single scholarship offer. And he, and, but he wanted to know that he was the best and all the scholarship offers would probably come as a result of the work he put in. So I think that's the best advice that the youth of Lee County and Collier County can take in if they want to be in the position that Jake Cheney is, where he's the best, he's the best linebacker in the county. He's ranked, he's ranked among the top 100 linebackers in the country, and he's committed to Wisconsin. So take that, it from him. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, you did the big 15 interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, I feel bad for a lot of the kids and stuff like that. If, you know, there's some kids that that didn't make the uh, big 15. And I'm sure there's going to be some recruiters listening to this show, you know, you know, because you guys have the reach. You know, you're a pretty popular guy. You and Adam. Can you name like five guys? Just just name drop that, you know, or that. Didn't make the big 15, but probably should have got an honorable mention that they need to go to their huddle, to their Twitter to watch. It is really, really funny that you mentioned that, actually, because on Sunday, the Naples Daily News and the news press are putting out the 25 most underrated players in Lee and Collier County. Oh, and the, those those are the guys that didn't make the Big 15, but are the best players in the county. And I'll give you a little bit of preview if you want. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me take a – I'm going to bust a shot at you. Um, so, you're admitting that the Big 15 was exclusively Lee County because you didn't say call your county. <laughs> oh, no. It, uh, no, it was definitely call your county. And the list of underrated players – <laughs> includes quite a quite a number of Collier County guys, and uh, I think the uh, I think the folks at Palmetto Ridge will be very very happy okay. because you're going to see guy you're going to see guys like uh, senior defensive back Jordan Inus, who was a first team All Area uh, Naples Daily News selection. Lat. He'll be on the list. You got a guy like Malik Diadon, what dynamic wide receiver from Palmetto Ridge. Those guys, and then of course Naples is going to have a bunch of guys. But in Lee County, because we're doing the Lee County preview, I'll give you a couple of those guys. I already mentioned Zamari Harvin, Fort Myers High School. But then you got got guys like Michael Lennett Jr., uh, receiver, running back at Cypress Lake. You got one of one of the most underrated guys I think is Bishop Barrow, running back Keon Anderson. He was at Island Coast the last two years tore it up there now he's at bishop Barrow, um, one of the best teams in the county and i think he's due for a huge huge season and uh i think really another guy you gotta look out for and this is a guy that a lot of coaches say is the best player in the county and that's taven ward he plays at north fort myers he played at east he was one of the ecs transfers last year and this guy has all the measurables and all the talent in the world. He's got to, just got to put it together. And he's a guy that's going to keep North Fort Myers towards the top of the Southwest Florida rankings. Okay. All right. Last question, man. Um, you, you guys do the Broxton Award. Uh, who are your early – not who, but who <laughs> is your early favorite? If you had – you know, some money to put on the table. Not, we're not betting. We're not betting. I'm sorry. No, no, no bet. No bets. Uh, to win the offensive player and defensive player of the year. Well, the Broxton Award is a Naples Daily News only award. Actually, oh, it's for Collier County. But that doesn't mean I can't give my early pick for it. Okay. You're, I, I, well, uh, the Lee County Award. We'll we'll do that. 
I mean, I'd like to give my, I'd like to be on record as giving my my early Broxton Award pick. Okay, and that's Mike Joyce, quarter Mike Joyce, quarterback from St. John Newman. He was okay. a Class Two A Player of the Year last year. Um, everybody thought that St. John Newman was going to take a step back last year when they lost uh, their quarterback, who was the Broxton Award winner in Jensen Jones. But Mike Joyce stepped in. He was great last year for St. John Newman. I think he'll win it again. So back to back. How about defensive player? A uh, defensive player from Collier County? Uh, from nah, County? Any, any, any county. I'm just. Uh, it, 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 it stops and ends with Jake Cheney. I, I mean, he's going to, he's going to win defensive player of the year award. I, I have no doubt. Great. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, your favorite for to make it deepest in the playoffs this year? Uh, I would say Bishop Barrow in Lee County. Um, They've done it the last two years. They've gone to regional finals. I mean, they're trying to get over that hump. So I would say Bishop Barrow. They were the last team standing last year. Yeah, because everybody makes it to the playoffs. You know, this is participation award i mean year year award <laughs> however you say it because i uh adam says that if you want to be in the playoffs you make the playoffs yeah everybody gets in the playoffs this year they can opt in to the state series and go to the playoffs and see what happens so we'll see we'll see if the cream rises to the top yeah yeah, for sure, man. And if and if, and if the my and if the Miami schools opt out of the state series, anything can happen. I, I'm not sure that the, I don't think I don't think you're going to see a Miami Miami state champion um, this year because I don't think any of them are going to opt into the state series. And Broward, Palm Beach County, and Miami Dade County won seven of the eight state titles last year. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard. Um, I definitely heard that that they're not. Uh, because they were a hot spot, um, they can't. Um, they can't even do OnlyFans. <laughs> we're doing OnlyFans over here, so you have to have a subscription to watch the game. <laughs> no fans. It's very possible. <laughs> hey, man, we're gonna sign off, man. Go ahead and plug your podcast. Plug your Twitter page. Where can they find you, man? Go ahead and promote yourself, man. Well, I'm sure Adam Fisher already plugged it, but I'm going to plug it even better. You have the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast with Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News and Adam Regan of the News Press. Uh, we go through the matchups every single week. We look back on the on the previous week. We have coaches interviews. Uh, it's a good time, man. Uh, you, we definitely were pulling from the no cupcake zone. We were definitely uh, – following you and when we were setting up doing our podcast so props to you for being the first high school football podcast in southwest florida so we appreciate you heard it. everything <laughs> you've done there thank you so much man hey man <laughs> hey thank you so much man i i feel really good now man that i got that recognition man <laughs> you gotta give credit where credit is due oh absolutely man no, I, I really appreciate that, man. I I think Southwest Florida, you know, from a national standpoint, um, we can actually match up with any area in the country, you know, um, even from the youth football. I think we had a youth team with the Fort Myers Rattlers, and they went to some type of championship, and they kind of ran the table. You know, they were blowing out teams and stuff so we have a hotbed of talent and i'm glad that we have some platforms that are really promoting it no doubt yeah man well thanks again man for coming on the podcast man hopefully you know uh maybe at the end of the year we can get you guys back on again sounds like a plan yeah man thank you so much man you have a wonderful day you take care all right Hey, that was Adam Regan. Um, man, great podcast. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, we got a lot of information out there, man. It was fun. 
Uh, make sure you guys go to my YouTube page, No Cupcake Zone. Um, also, follow me on Twitter, No Cupcake Zone, Triple Black 239 on uh, Instagram. Um, you know, you can find me on Facebook, No Cupcake Zone Podcast. Make sure you guys go to that. Anyways, man, how about you, boy? Anyways, man, I'm out here, man. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.